Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Portico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. America's energy transition away from fossil fuels is producing economic losers in certain parts of the country. And in Pennsylvania, you can chalk up those losses to the state's unique tax code. Pennsylvania has been quickly transitioning from coal mining to natural gas drilling, but it's also the only big natural gas producer that doesn't have a tax on production. That's caused coal country to really feel the pinch, and politically it looks like change might not be on the way either. Tax reform at the state level has stalled in years past, and Josh Shapiro, the new Democratic governor who was sworn in last week, hasn't weighed in on the issue. So today we chat with Politico's Jordan Woolman about coal country's bumpy transition in Pennsylvania and the lessons it can offer the rest of the country. It's Wednesday, January 25th. Jordan, Pennsylvania's coal transition has been bumpy, and a lot of that has to do with the state's tax code, as you report. So tell us about Pennsylvania's tax code and how it compares to other gas-producing states. So Pennsylvania is the only major natural gas-producing state that doesn't have a production-based tax, or what's called a severance tax. Meanwhile, coal is taxed on the mineral value, And so the difference in the tax rates as the state transitions off of coal and in favor of natural gas, it's now the number two natural gas producing state in the country, this difference in tax revenue is only going to grow. And it's the difference is not projected to make up for the loss of coal. Even as natural gas rises, the difference is not projected to make up for the loss in revenue generated by coal. Interesting. And so... Because of that, I mean, how badly has Pennsylvania's coal country been hurting and how are those communities responding? Yeah, so we looked at one county in particular, Green County, which has traditionally, historically been a heavy county in terms of coal production. And the county is definitely facing some financial headwinds. So in 2021, county commissioners cut staff and increased taxes on residents for the first time since 2010. County officials are also sort of banking on using money allocated through the American Rescue Plan to help close the budget deficit, which isn't really what the funds were intended for. And the fees that are generated from natural gas production that are tied to a natural gas well, not production, those revenues are also going toward helping to close the budget deficit. Again, not really what those funds are intended to go toward. Right. And you note in your story that there were efforts for years by former Governor Tom Wolf, a Democrat, to champion tax reform in this area, but those didn't get anywhere with the state's legislature. So why is that? And, you know, has Democrat Josh Shapiro, the new governor who was just sworn in last week, indicated where he stands on this issue? So former Governor Wolf's severance tax proposal really never got off the ground. The legislature during his entire tenure was controlled by Republicans and the natural gas and oil industries fought that proposal hard. Governor Shapiro hasn't necessarily taken a stance on the issue per se, but just sort of judging by the people he's tapped onto his transition committee when he was governor-elect Shapiro and just his general stance as a pro-business candidate looking to cut taxes and appeal to labor interests, it doesn't appear like there's going to be the political appetite to implement a severance tax in Pennsylvania based on natural gas 
I spoke with one of the leading environmentalists in the Pennsylvania House who is a proponent of a severance tax. He's not too optimistic either. He points out that Republicans will still control the state Senate. The Democrats are projected to have a very, very narrow majority in the House pending a couple of special elections. Even a pro-severance tax Democrat in the legislature isn't looking too optimistic that such a proposal will make it through the legislature. Gotcha. And then this case in Pennsylvania, I mean, how would you say it's representative or not of just kind of broader transition issues as you know our nation's economy moves off coal to natural gas and then beyond into the future? I think it definitely highlights a potential vulnerability for coal-reliant locations around the country. As coal continues to decline, I think that this case in Pennsylvania really shows that communities need to look at how their revenues are structured and make sure that they're shoring up the fact that hopefully they can pay their bills and balance their budget. You know, it comes down to simple things like that. Pennsylvania is sort of a glaring location in this regard, given that it's the only major gas producing state not to have a severance tax, but that doesn't mean that it's the only location across the country dealing with transition issues as coal mines and coal-fired power plants see reduced capacity and potentially close altogether. It could really leave a hole in the community's tax base to fund things like schools, hospitals, basic services like that. Also, New York's grid operator is warning developers competing to win a lucrative Long Island transmission project to stop trying to influence its process. The warning from the New York independent system operator comes after one company, Nextera Energy Transmission, sent letters of support it gathered for its project to the grid operator and also posted them on its website. Remember, the New York independent system operator is a nonprofit tasked with overseeing the state's electric grid and it's currently overseeing a competitive process to select a transmission project to integrate more offshore wind expected to plug in on Long Island with the state's electricity system. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.